Kia ora, good morning and welcome into Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on your Tuesday morning. It is four past six, Morena Israel. Morena Ricardo Borg, Morena to you all out there tuning into SENZ this morning, getting closer and closer to that time of the year, Christmas, festive season. I know for many of us, probably already started. Ricardo, are you feeling the... The festive season already, you're getting barbecues invited over to events and plenty going on at this time of the year. Yeah, plenty going on, mate, plenty going on. I've got uh, I've got catch-ups lined up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> so no rest for oh, the wicked. No rest for the wicked. Yeah, it's a big week in our household as well. Uh, got a uh, wedding anniversary today. So Happy anniversary. Be, uh, Happy anniversary, and then Daisy's birthday Thursday into uh, a big weekend ahead. So, yeah, it's that time of the year. Everything creeps up on you, and uh, I've got so many jobs that I need to tick off around this house, and I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous today, uh, Ricardo. I'm going to be attempting probably my biggest job that I've ever had to do around this uh, life sentence block. Uh, what are you doing? Okay, okay. So I'm going Come to on. attempt to reseed a bit of my lawn. Okay. So I've got to <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> and the the, the the reason why I'm reseeding a bit of my lawn is because uh, when you live out in the rural, a lot of weeds fly in from the, the paddock, so you get a lot of weed through the lawn, and I'm... Trying to attempt to have fine fescue in my lawn, but it's got a few weeds. So I sprayed it a while back. Well, I didn't. Mark Shaw and the team from Peachy Wrightson have helped me out. Thank you, team. Um, and it's killed off a lot of the grass. So I've got to go hire a lawn scarifier, a dethatcher, and I've got to dethatch this uh, area that has been affected, get rid of it, um, buy some topsoil, lay it, rake it up, level it. Then go put lawn seed through it, and then uh, rope it off and try and keep the dogs and the, and the children off it. And the birds. And attempt to grow it back. And, well, it was only a small job, but it, the small job's turned into a big job. Because a few years ago, I talked about my horrible uh, ability to go out with the sprayer. Mm. Well, I've done it again. I went around the edge of the lawn, and I sprayed the weeds in the garden. Well, it was a bit windy that day, so there's a big, like, snake pat- pattern along the side of the house where I've <laughs> killed off a bit of the grass. So I've got to go back, and uh, the small job has turned into a major. So uh, that, that'll be me this morning, heading down to Kenna and give me a thatcher and uh, so, getting into it. And then tomorrow I'm going to hire a trailer, uh, tractor and mow the paddock. So I've got a big few days. Yeah, massive few days. So, yeah, I mean, we, we we take the piss out of you being country clueless, Izzy, but you actually live on, you know, as you call it, a life sentence block. Me, no idea. So when you say a dethatcher, I've got, I'm like, what does a dethatcher do? Uh, so it's a, it kind of looks like a mower. And that's about as far as I go. Okay. Any uh, lawn enthusiasts out there, let us know. <laughs> any, any words of advice for me? Because I've got this information on an email, step by step by step, what I should be doing. And I'm going to go through it and I'm going to attempt it and, and see uh, see how it all eventuates. But um, that, is, that is me. So it's a mower that rips up all the... The deep grass, all the the weeds, and then you go through, you rake it off, put topsoil down, and you're trying to make a a seed bed 
for the grass to germinate and get through. But you've got to go from north to south, east to west, and you've got to do it in all these directions to allow it to, to germinate. So, look, we'll have an attempt after this, and I've got a big morning ahead of me, and I'll probably get frustrated as hell and be half by Harry and slowly tick it off. But that's me. I'm can, nervous. Can, can we just... Can we get Daisy just to film some of this, just so we can watch you in action? <laughs> uh, look, I will. I will take a bit of footage while I'm doing okay. it. All right. Um, yeah. Look, I've been doing a lot of googling, YouTubing, yeah. and just trying to get on top of everything. <laughs> and then I've got to go through and uh, fertilise it. So I've got a big couple of days ahead and then paddocks. I sprayed the paddocks yesterday, so only time will tell whether I've sprayed the right patches and I've got more um, reseeding to do, but we'll see. That is me this morning. Right, okay. Big country clueless coming up. Big country clueless coming up. And and you mentioned too, Daisy's birthday, a uh, couple of days, wedding anniversary mm. today. Are you sorted? Or are you leave it to the last nah. minute guy? Nah, nah, look, I try to go. And, oh, no. and, a, and a shout out to Megan. A shout out to Megan, one of our good uh, long time listeners. She gave me a great idea. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that idea hasn't eventuated, so I've left it two days out. I've, I went yesterday to go um, have a look at for something. I took my son, he stayed home, his cousin's here. And well, when we got there, I'm sick. So we had to shoot off straight away. So today, or most likely tomorrow, is the day where I'll go get something. Right. Uh, yeah. I try to th- pull the old thoughtfulness, and she goes, yeah, but thoughtfulness is like three weeks out, organised already, not two days out. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> well, thought, the thought that counts. <laughs> thought, you, you're getting mixed up with thoughtlessness. There you go. There's, there's <laughs> thoughtlessness. <laughs> yeah, so big week ahead. A big week ahead, big show ahead as well. Coming up on the show after uh, 7 o'clock, Dan O'Hagan out of the UK, football commentator, covers uh, the Bundesliga, the Champions League, the last round of Champions League group stage matches start tomorrow. We'll get his uh, take on those. Maya Lewis, uh, former White Fern as well, been doing a bit of coaching of late. She's going to join us around 7.40 to preview the White Ferns ODI series against Pakistan. First match underway today at 10.30 with live coverage right here on SENZ. And then Paul Cole, fine Finally, the very elusive Paul Cole <laughs> after 8 o'clock as well, is he? Yeah, looking forward to, to having a chat to Paul Cole. Obviously winning the New Zealand Squash Open alongside his fiancée, Nelly Gillis. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. He's been a busy man. He's got the team's event coming up in the next week or so. And then he's on a break. I think he's got a stag dude coming up. So he's got plenty happening. He's getting married next year and he's in the country for a few weeks. Um, so I'm going to catch up with him on the 20th, I think, down here in Christchurch. But we'll have a chat to Colsey. And there's plenty going on in the Champions League as well, mate. Pretty um, crucial day. A lot of permutations that uh, could be at play throughout this Champions League. Top 16 coming up just around the corner. I think the match is Man United Bayern Munich. And I know you're a United fan. Can they get it? If they win, well, they go through. If they lose, see you later, isn't it? Well, yeah, they, they, can't, they have to beat Bayern. And then they mm. have to hope that the other two teams in the group, Galatasaray and Copenhagen, draw with each other. Right. Um, but, yeah. the, but the reason we're getting Dan on is because he, he does so much work on the Bundesliga. He works on that every week. Yep. And Bayern, you know, the Germans are uh, giants of German football. I think they've won the Bundesliga nine years straight. Mm. On the weekend, got tipped up 5-1. By yeah, Eintracht. I saw that. So uh, we'll see what, what's going on there. 
we'll see what's going on there and get his take on that. But let's get into this. Round it's one, triple threat, the three big questions of the day. Uh, and news out yesterday, Solomon Alamalo is off to the Tigers. Ooh. And we've also got talk going on. Tyrone Thompson's going to ditch rugby and go to the Knights. Join his brother Leo. Hugh Renton, a lot of whispers about Hugh Renton going to the Dragons. Mm. NRL clubs ramping up union targets with cap relief from the NRL. Is this all yeah. on Hamish McLennan? Has Hamish McLennan actually done <laughs> Australian rugby a favour here? Nah, he's done nothing. He's just absolutely ruined it, isn't he? Um, oh, you could say there's a fair case. He started the war, and the war is well and truly underway. And this is just a start, really. Solomon Alamalo, great opportunity for Solomon. Like you think, 2016 when he was playing for the Chiefs, he was probably the best, one of the best players in Super Rugby. Playing fullback, it's a stellar year. Went close to actually cracking the ABs. I know he was in conversations for that. Uh, and then lately just struggled a little bit with mental health, tried to go revitalise his career down at uh, the Southland Stags, Canterbury, um, saw glimpses of where his game's at. I think this is a fresh start for Solomon, and I I think he'll particularly go well in the game of league, I feel. If he gets a lot of space, where is he going to play? Probably full-back wing, chuck him out there on the outside. He's got speed to burn. He's got a wonderful footwork. Um so yeah, that's a great move for him. I just if his if he's got his mental headspace healthy and he's and he's ready to rip in, I think this will be a great move um, f- for him. And this is just a start, really. Tyron Thompson, his brother's playing in the league, his twin. Um, it's probably going to do a lot of convincing from from that side to get him over to play. And then Hugh Renton, that came out of absolutely nowhere. Hugh Renton, he is made for rugby union. He is very good at the breakdown. There's no breakdown in the rugby league. I can see him being an enforcer, carrying the ball hard, offloading, tackling all day. So he might be one of those real workhorses in the middle middle of the park. Um, but this is only the start, Rick Dog. I feel. <laughs> this is just opening up the the horizon for rugby players. You know, all it's going to take is that someone to make that step. Solomon's done that. You have to say there's a triple on it, triple effect. Yeah, exactly. And it's all on Hamish McLennan, isn't it? Mm. It has to be. <laughs> and now he's sitting back, drinking his cup of tea, enjoying it. Yeah, just watching the shit show. Uh, Aaron Woods <laughs> and Campbell Graham were among a group of NRL stars on show at the Raiders-Vikings game yesterday. Got plenty of airtime as well. Check this out. I'm with Aaron Woods and Campbell Graham, and I'm going to start with you, Aaron, because... Football. We've watched international fans fall in love with the sport because the NFL has been playing games in other countries. It's your turn now. How are you going to get Americans to fall in love with rugby? I think the Americans love the collision in sport, and you know Vegas is the entertainment capital. We want to bring the main game for Australia. That we love, we love doing it back home. And then there's no helmets, there's no pads. We're just in there to make collision, and then just get the fans pumped up like they are today. Good luck following that, Campbell. How are you going to pump up America? Yeah, I think uh, we're just going to try and get out here and bash each other, really. Um, but, yeah, we want to come out here and entertain. And I think we've got the product to do that. So I'm really looking forward to coming back here in March and putting on a show. Well, speaking of putting on a show, I want you guys to look at the monitor for a second because this is the play that has been dominating the NFL this year. The tush push, the bum push. I don't know what you guys call it. I should have asked you that. But 
our big debate is, is that the quintessential football play or a rugby scrum? Which one is it? Oh, I would call it a rugby league scrum, you know, but the only thing is you can't push and you can't have the ball at the back. You've just got to push, get your heads in, get the collision, and then just let them go out the back and pass, let the pretty boys do all the work. I can't wait to see how this place is going to be filled with rugby fans. I'm already fired up about that. So there you go. That was uh, that was on Fox Sports in America. They did a bad, and they did a, a, about a two minute lead into that. I mean, is he, there's probably a bit of debate of whether or not American fans watching that could actually understand anything Aaron Wood said. But uh, do, you, do you think the US will embrace rugby league? It's great promotion for the game. You know, you want the biggest sport in America getting those two players, Campbell Graham and Andrew Aaron Woods, on the on the show on the panel to to promote it. Um, I think it will go well. I think uh, people will love it. Americans love sport and they love, uh, you know, new ideas, new formats coming over to America. Like I just speak from experience when we played in Chicago for three years, Ireland, USA at Soldier Field, Soldier Stadium. It was um, it was a sellout every week, and the, the American fans. But you got to exp- you got to understand there's a lot of Irish expats over there and. So whether Las Vegas is the right venue to take a game, Sevens is slowly thriving and growing in America. I don't think it's going to be all guns blazing from the outset, but they're going the right way about it, and the best thing is you've got to start somewhere. And I think Americans will love it. They'll probably call them crazy, mad, because they don't have pads and helmets, because that was all the conversations we got when we played rugby over there. Um, yeah, so to start, I think they'll enjoy it. Round three. Kerry O'Keefe, the skull they call him, famous Aussie uh, cricket commentator, has revealed his disappointment at the lack of love shown for cricket in the lead-up to this summer. Here is what he said yesterday. I want us as a nation to have cricket available more and more because we've deep down lost our love of it. Uh, I don't want to be talking about Adam Fanua Blake in November. You know, I, I don't care whether it's seen as our national sport or not. The nations that rise in cricket are those that are absolutely passionate about the game. India, for a start, they're the juggernaut. And we're talking about Adam Fanua Blake. You know, will the dragons get the spoon? Who cares in November? Come on. That's what Kerry O'Keefe had to say. Uh, he's worried about Australians falling out of love of the game, but got me wondering, Israel, mm-hmm. do you think Australians are falling out of love with the game because most of their players are pretty unlikable? <laughs> uh, I, I know, seriously here, because if yeah. you think about it, yeah. the last few years, you've had Sandpaper Gate, right? Mm. David Warner, Steve Smith come out of that looking like absolute chooks. You've had Pat Cummins, the captain of the team, staging a coup against the coach, Justin Langer. You've had Mitch mm. Johnson getting stuck in a Cummins and Warner. You've had Mark Wall calling for Cummins to be sacked as as the captain. Glenn Maxwell, yeah. after they got knocked out of the World Cup and didn't make the semi-finals, the T20 World Cup last year in Australia, said, "Oh, it doesn't mean anything." Simon O'Donnell mm. and Michael Clark have both called it a very un-Australian team. And then on top of that, you got the pricing that continues to go up. So, I mean, even Australians don't like Australian cricketers. Yeah, I think that plays a part for sure. These are the role models that, um, you know, you want your kids to to enjoy the game and why the reason why they watch a game, that has to be a part of it as well. But accessibility is probably the biggest thing. Uh, the the competition from other 
other unions, other franchises, other sports that's taking place. Like we've got our same problem here with Super Rugby and they had a big meeting, whiteboard meeting yesterday uh, trying to f- build fan engagement. The reality is, is fans uh, have lost the starving effect that they used to have back in the day because accessibility or ability to be able to watch a game is just so much easier now mm. with, with TVs, social media and, and so on. They just get sport and all sport in their faces every single day. So they've just got to come up with ways to try and um, draw these fans back to the game, you know. And what what does that look like? What what do the fans need? Because I've written a few things down, and I'm just trying to speak from my behalf of Super Rugby here. Like fans are the biggest reason why we play this game. Mm. They bring a lot of engagement. What do they need? I'm speaking from a Super Rugby point of view. What do you want from the fans' point of view? Like they spoke about fan engagement as the number one priority, but what is that? What does that look like? We've got a new CEO uh, with a marketing background coming in to be a part of the Super Rugby new board. What does that look like? What does it? What does he need to do, or that or she need to do to be able to to do this? So there's just so many factors for why people are switching off the sport because there's a lot of sport, and some sports are doing it right. Some sports are doing it poorly. And you'd have to look in the mirror if you're a Cricket Australia, if that is the case. Because in the mirror is New Zealand Rugby, Australian Rugby, and potentially a- another union. They're looking in the mirror trying to wonder how do we stop this, this drain. Yeah, mate, that's a very good point. I did, I did have a look back because I was reading a bit about the, uh, cr- the T20 Cricket World Cup that Australia hosted mm. a year ago. And uh, they were charging 100 bucks a ticket to go to a T20 game. Right, See, that's is, not on. Which is... Nah. And, and then I saw this stat. These are the crowds. SCG, what does that hold? About 55,000? For, yep. for the Aussie game, this is Australia playing these games. Australia playing New Zealand at SCG, 20,000 empty seats. Playing Sri Lanka and Perth, that holds 60,000. They had 25 there. Playing England at the MCG, we know that holds 100,000. 100, and playing the Poms, 37,000. They didn't even release yep. the figures for how many were at the Gabba to watch them play Ireland. And in Adelaide, which was one of the only games Australia played in Adelaide, mm. again, that's a 55,000-seat stadium. They only got 18,000 there. There it is. It's too, it's too expensive for these fans to go and watch and sit at a stadium with your kids at a pretty, um, pretty nice time of the day as well during cricket. It's middle of the day. Prime opportunity to take your kids down, but the reality is it's too expensive, cost of living. And why should I do that if I could just flick up my phone and watch it on my phone? Yeah, and then you you've know, also broadcasting's yeah, broadcasting's important, but we still need people at these stadiums. And for them to sit there and go, oh well, we'll just have an empty seat instead of going and releasing, doing a promotion, walking around to the community, going on a bus, taking a couple of buses to the community with tickets and saying, here, would you like to come to the game? But nah, they'd rather have an empty stadium. And you know, on top of that, you have. Uh, former players mm. basically telling you that the current players aren't good blokes, which I don't think is a great look, you know. I mean, they might be right, yeah. but it doesn't certainly doesn't help. Yeah, and that doesn't help for sure. The comments over in, in Australia, this is Australian cricket. Like, they've just gone through a golden period. It's probably similarities to New Zealand rugby. Like, there's, there's a time when things are going great guns and then people get comfortable and you aren't able to build on that and uh, innovate and find, come up with ideas to keep drawing the crowds back. And then you're at a situation like New Zealand with Super Rugby, and you've got to plan, start from step one. 
to rebuild. It's too late. Australians, I've seen it. They need to start doing something about it.